Well, they come to the 400 now. Too close to the sun. It'll straighten up in front. Pike hasn't really moved yet. Here he comes on Western Empire. He's out after them. Dance music's in the middle. Over on the outside, Western Empire goes out after the mare. Dance music. Regal Power getting home at the rate of knots back in the field. Western Empire's the leader. Regal Power charging at it. Western Empire. Regal Power's going to knock him off, though. It's another one for the Cerise and White in the Kingston Town. Regal Power has upset Western Empire. And he's won a group one again from Kiss on all four cheeks. Behind them then, too close to the sun. Dance music, Nerf Boss Platoon. Search and Rock's notorious one. And the last of them to greet the judges, trapped for fools. Welcome to the Western Mail Racing Podcast. On the show, we discuss all things Perth racing and preview the Saturday Metro meeting. We'll also be interviewing industry participants, but first, it's over to Mike Johnson to get us underway. Yes, welcome back to another episode of the Western Mail, up to number 52 this week. Mike here once again, and we're at the end of the Masters series for another year. There's a really great three weeks of racing, some top quality stuff as always, uh, but feeling a little bit on the flat side now. I'm not sure about you, but um, yeah, a little bit flat after the Masters series is finished. Um but yeah, what a great way to finish with the Kingston Town as well. Uh, eventful for so many reasons, uh, and uh, of which we'll get to a little bit later. But the, it was capped off by a great day uh, for the pod. Uh, Western Empire went under at $1.22 to my peak regal power. Um, so anyone who followed in would have enjoyed a nice fill up on the day. Um, got out from his opening quote of around $7 and... I got on at 12s uh, not long before the start of the race, uh, but you could get anything up to about 17s apparently. So had a fair few uh, bet slips come in after the race, which was always nice to see uh, listeners having a, a really good fill up. So yeah, that was really good. Uh, so outside of uh, Regal Power, I did put up a few tips on Twitter during the day based on how I thought the track would play uh, in terms of the recap. Race number two, I put up Bay Tempest. Uh, but she missed the kick and resented the slow tempo, appeared to over-race over the early to middle stages of the race and ended up finishing ninth, kind of put the cue back in the rack uh, pretty quickly there. Uh, Night Voyage was another one I put up in race three, uh, mapped to get a nice run in behind the speed, but just couldn't go on with proceedings. Uh, once heads turned for home, uh, up in class, ran fifth there. And Real Danger was quite... Uh, disappointing uh, in race number six. She was ridden upside down, to be fair to her, was sent to the lead from a wide alley by William Pike. So not sure what happened there, but yeah, it was a very frustrating watch on on her. Uh, But Regal Power saved the day uh, in the Kingston Town, which was very nice way to end the day. And I did say in the preview last week that uh, if Western Empire got caught wide for any stretch, uh, he'd be vulnerable late. And while I didn't think it would happen, that's exactly how the race panned out. So uh, nice, nice to to get one in that sense as well. Um, but Regal Power, yeah, was the full beneficiary. And uh, the closing section, I think he clocked somewhere in the, the high 33s or 34s. Anyhow, he was flying home and uh, was a well-deserved win for Regal Power. So a few takeaways from the Master Series. I've sort of gone back and have had a quick look at the series overall. Uh, just a few takeaways from, from what I thought were some good things that happened out of it. Um, and despite his 
leading Kingston Town Day. We did see William Pike have the most wins over the Masters Series with eight, and that included the two group ones in the railway and the winter bottom. Uh, next best outside of him was Glenn Johnston Porter with five and Chris Parnham with four. And we saw two wins apiece to Paddy Carberry, Brad Warwiller and Sean McGruddy. Uh, I thought it was just really good to see Clint Johnson Porter in particular booting home winners at regular intervals. And I think since Brad Willis come over West as well, I think the strength of the WA jockey ranks has never been better. So uh, plenty of, of good jocks to follow and uh, value to be had uh, as a result. So another great uh, scene on Kingston Town Day was Simon Miller, where he picked off three consecutive winners uh, in all, all in listed or group races. So um, had the group three scale stakes with Ballot Road, the listed Lestia Classic with Lewa, and then the listed Jungle Dawn with Angelic Miss. So that particular horse added the Dawn to her Jungle Miss crown. She picked up a fortnight earlier as well. So yeah, all in succession. It was a really massive effort for Simon Miller and his team. And uh, one who all, I always enjoy the post-race interviews. He's, he's quite a character, gives a lot of his time to the interviews and uh, just a, seems like a bit of a larrikin, which is, which is great for the game. Grant and Alana Williams, they took home all three Group 1s as well as the Group 2 WA Guineas for Treasured Star. It was a terrific carnival for them. And with the news that they'll be training less of Mr Peter's horses going forward, I think it's a really great and exciting chance for new owners to get involved with Team Williams in quite an unprecedented step, really. They're going to be training uh, other horses for, for new owners. So uh, if you are looking to get involved with, with Grant and Alana Williams, look up Team Williams. Uh, they're across the socials. I mean, they'll be terrific to get involved with. I think they're, they've proved time and time again that they are the absolute masters, uh, although it has to be said, you know, they, they are blessed with some really top top runners, but um, I think they'll do really well going forward uh, as they have been doing. So Regal Powers' win was up there for me in, in key moments, obviously, with the Kingston Town win. Uh, jumped at $12. Uh, could get a lot better than that, and I dare say in run you probably would have got better as well, but uh, the old saying rang true there, the horse doesn't know its price on the day, and, you know, with Western Empire covering plenty of ground in the run, uh, unable to slot in anywhere. Um, yeah, it was Regal Power who was the beneficiary. He gobbled up his stable mate there in the final hundred to record an emphatic win. And, you know, I was I was really buzzing afterwards and I'm not sure if anyone else has sort of watched the, the replay, you know, more than about a dozen times like I have since then. It's been really enjoyable. So, uh, yeah, that one will live long in the memory. Uh, the top moment for me, though, had to be Western Empire's winning the railway stakes. Meanwhile, we didn't see him go on with it in the Kingston. Uh, but to run second there was certainly no mean feat, especially after the run that he had. Uh, but the railway win was quite simply a donkey licking, put up four lengths, or just over four lengths, I believe, to comfort me. And incidentally, out of that railway stakes, we've got to go all the way down to ninth place in the race to see the form franked, uh, with Ballard Road winning the skate of the last week. Uh, but look, it was really great to see Empire, as he's become known from the grandstand, uh, do his thing. And I, for one, cannot wait to see him tackle Melbourne uh, next year, more than likely be towards the spring now. Uh, he did pull up store after that Kingston Town across the back. Uh, so, yeah, look, Mr Peters has all but ruled out a autumn campaign over in Melbourne. So that was my look at uh, the Master Series and, and what I've enjoyed now of three weeks. So... We'll head to a quick break now, and on the other side, we'll get back into the preview for this week's meeting. 
Hi, this is Sean McGrady, and you're listening to the Western Mail. Hey guys, how you going? It's Willie Pike here, and you're listening to the Western Mail. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, big thanks to Pike and Shooter McGrady there for their time promoting the Western Mail. So the preview proper this week is Towton Cup Day as we start our build-up towards the Perth Cup on New Year's Day next year. Uh, track set up, another good four we're looking at, and the rail's back to the true position for this meeting. So I think we had an eight-metre rail on Kingston Town Day, and I believe it was around 11 metres on the Wednesday meeting. So a fair bit of fresher ground on offer here for the runners. So, uh, But importantly as well, the weather's back to more human conditions with around 25 degrees. So we should see that uh, sea breeze playing its part sort of during the, the mid to late afternoon. So I think it could could well be a fair track, but as, as always, we'll keep a close eye on the first few races just to see exactly what's going on, if anything different might be happening. So I'm going to kick off in race number three. It's the Glenroy Chaff Handicap, one metro win over 1,000 metres. And I thought that Beads was knocking on the door for a win. And after that last start performance, uh, really have to be on him here. He's the son of Star Turn. Ran second in the three-year-old plate over this track and trip on winter bottom day. Did travel around sixth in the run in the field of eight runners. And I thought he worked home really nicely to finish around half a length behind the front bar and clocked some impressive closing splits in the process. And I think now third up where he is a past winner. Looks like he can peak for this. Uh, draws really nicely in two as well. He'll be ideally positioned in the run, I think behind ultimate command and bopping blue. So he can stalk those two to the corner and make his move upon straightening. So I think he's working towards the win really nicely and he's around $2.60 at the moment. I've made him my best of the day. That's beads number four in race number three. So from there, we'll head over to race number eight. It's the feature race of the day, the GA Towton Cup. It's a listed race over the 2,200 metres. And it's an interesting field, a big field, which is nice, 14 runners at the time of recording. We see big trapper, trap bulls backing up off the Kingston Town last week. So he gets extra distance. Uh, he does go up to 62 kilos, though. The draws gate one, so I think he could probably find a fairly soft lead from there under Joe as a party. Uh, I do think we'll also see Juicing Carrots come across from his uh, wide alley, 13 to 14 he's drawn. I think he'll come over and, and sit up there as well uh, for Craig Staples. And then I did think that Maricino uh, could more than likely take the seat in behind with Bella's Idol, uh, possibly Black Shadow as well. Those five runners will probably be your first five in run. Uh, and then with quite a few backmarkers engaged, the likes of Talon, we're coming, uh, Paddy Shadow, Midnight Blue, Taxagano, Bad Wolf, I mean, yeah, Pure Devotion, these types of horses will all be back. So, uh, but look, I was quite keen uh, to be on Maricino here. I mean, I know Pure Devotion's probably a worthy favourite, but just due to her really good form leading in, but haven't seen her race at anything over a 68 plus leading in. So, um, well, that was the last start. I mean, prior to that, it was a 66 plus and a couple of graduation handicap 60 pluses this prep. So, uh, did run well last prep in the list of thousand guineas, listed Natasha and Group PWA Oaks. So, I think she's a worthy favourite. But look, I just thought with Maricino, you know, returning to winning ways last time out with a really good win in that list of JRA trophy over 2100, that was on Winterbottom Day. Uh, I was parked up on the pace there by Shooter McGrady. 
Uh, did get a nice run as well, close to the fence in the run home to score by just over half a length. He's only been penalised half a kilo for the win too, and I do expect he'll come right on for the hit out. So he must be very close to peak fitness now after those four runs so far this prep. And from gate five, I think he can stalk the leading duo of Trap for Fools and Juicy Carrots in transit there before making his move as a corner for home. Uh, he has come up a really nice price too. We can play each way with a fair bit of confidence there. I think with the favourite likely to be back near last in the run uh, and probably needing a few things to go her way. Uh, look, I did think that Maricino was the bet here, so was quite pleased to get the each way odds. And I think from there, Maricino has got to be a huge shout there at around $8 and $2.45. So from the Towton Cup, having a go in the last, it is the rating 66 plus handicap. It's over the 1800 meters. And I was quite pleased to see Bragwell run so well last week. Uh, it was his first crack at the mile. He has run over the 1650 before, but I thought he did really well despite getting it, getting really far back early on. He was coming home strongly with a wet sail, but I think he perhaps just peaked on the run after having to sustain that really long effort uh, for Shoot McGrady there. But I think out to the 1800 as well as drawing really nicely in three here, I think that's all important and, and means that I'm wanting to be on again. Uh, and, and as a result, he could probably land much, much closer in the run. And I think if McGrady is able to land around midfield, uh, I think he could be in a striking position as things start to wind up on the corner. Uh, he has got form franked by pure devotion and Bero this prep as well. So he's racing very well without winning. But I thought just got an absolutely terrific chance here to break through thanks to the kind draw and his consistency as well, it has to be said. So, I mean, he's form two, three, 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 three. So he's... You know, he's he's racing very well. He's as honest as the day is long. So hopefully today, or Saturday, can be the day for Bradwell and uh, getting a nice each-way price, 6 bucks and 235 as well. So happy to play each-way here uh, for Bradwell in the last. And fingers crossed we can end the day on a winning note. So that pretty much wraps up the preview this week for Towton Cup Day. Hope you've enjoyed it. A big thanks once again for tuning in wherever you are. If you are enjoying the content, feel free to give us a subscribe. Hit that bell notification uh, down below for subscriber updates so you don't miss anything, any future previews on YouTube. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Western underscore mail, on Facebook at TWM pod. Uh, but that's it for this week. Big thanks once again. Good punting. Hopefully you've got plenty of winners lined up. And we'll see you next time. Bye for now.